Hi, and welcome to the Imperfect Podcast. My name is Deb Crow, and I will be your host. Join me on this journey as we meet heart-centered leaders from all over the globe. Lots of interesting questions, interesting conversation, and find out what makes a leader. How do they handle uncertainty and complexity? How do they lead in a time that is volatile? Join us. Welcome back to Imperfect, the Heart-Centered Leadership Podcast. I am very excited today. I know I say that every episode, but we are traveling across to Switzerland today, and I'm very excited to introduce you to Nicole Hyman. She is a CEO, an executive coach, an executive team coach, and an author. She's the founder of Nicole Hyman and Partners. She's also a board member. She has just written a new book that I cannot wait to talk to her about, How to Develop the Authentic Leader in You. And I just feel that I've met a kindred spirit and someone who lives her life with passion and purpose. And Nicole, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you, Deb. I'm very, very excited to be here and very happy to to have this wonderful conversation with you. I always enjoy conversations with other executive coaches, and I know you are based in Switzerland, which is on my bucket list, by the way. Someday I will get there, and we will have to meet and have a coffee and some delicious chocolate. And cheese fondue. (laughs) And cheese fondue, absolutely. So I want to talk to you today about business and coaching and just the whole premise of why I created this podcast. So my first question for you is, what do you feel are the most important attributes of successful leaders today? Mm. Yeah, I think the, the most important attributes is really their, their authenticity, their realness, their ability to deal with realities as they are. Also, um, their okayness, their their mindset in the sense of um, I'm okay and you are okay because when we build relationships from that attitude, we are able to to build on whatever comes our way. And um, I think an authentic leader is able to build trust and strong leadership alliances and that is one of the most important uh, things that are the basis uh, for successful um, and also happy leadership well i fully agree and i think authenticity is one of the most important heart-centered qualities a leader should have Now, I know that you were involved in assessing and focusing on the development of Leadership Alliance, and I was wondering if you would share with the listeners a little bit about how that came to fruition and why you felt so strongly that it needed to be developed. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I started focusing on building authentic leadership alliances 
Um, and especially at the um, board C and CEO and C level, because often boards are not aligned. Often we find executive teams that are not aligned. Um, and if these are not aligned even amongst themselves, then how do we expect them to be aligned with each other? And this really goes down into the organization. And for a lot of leaders, they struggle with who or how can I be true to myself in this corporate environment and be successful. There's a lot of fear around that because there are not so many um, role models that they have. There's a lot of politics, there's a lot of um, games being played, and that is the and that is the, the reality that people started believing that it is like that. So to step into authentic leadership is very rewarding and it needs a lot of courage, humility, and a process of um, yeah, going a little deeper than than a leader would probably normally do. Do you feel that leaders, whether it's an executive leader on a team or a C-suite leader, do you find it's difficult for them to want to approach that depth, that inward compass, if you will, to find that authenticity and, and that openness to leadership? Mm. I think um, it depends. I mean, the, the, I can only speak for the clients that find the way to me. They have hunger. They want to explore this. Um, I do believe that still for many it's a scary concept um, and the i think the irony is that people are afraid of or leaders are afraid of losing control when they step into authentic leadership and it really is exactly the opposite of um, of being able to rest deeply in yourself and um, be able to observe everything that is going around you without going into reactive um, styles. Because when we are reactive immediately, that's when we don't control ourselves. But when we are able to from a connected, from a very deeply connected space to observe and take reflected action that's much more, um, I don't like to use the word control, but I'll, I'll use it anyway for now. It's much more some kind of positive control in a, in a, in a relaxed way. So, what I want to say is the irony is that 
um, there's a lot of fear about losing control, whereas when you step into authentic leadership, you really step into um, more control in the sense of sovereignty, of really being present with everything that is. Well, as a fellow executive coach, I'm sitting here smiling ear to ear because I fully agree with you. I think there's a reservation. I think there's apprehension. And it really is, like you said, that reflected action. And I think it's a must to really help them unveil their authenticity to lead. So just kind of piggybacking on that question, what do you feel is the importance of an authentic leader today in our economy and in the midst of COVID-19? Mm. I believe that the importance will grow. It will become even more important um, because what came up with COVID-19 was the, the humanness, the empathy, the connectedness um, becomes more and more important. And if you think about it, with everything that is happening, the speed of change that is accelerating, we have um, crises like COVID-19 that need to be managed, that add on huge pressure. We have all the environmental issues going on and big societal changes, uh, the Me Too movement, the Black Lives Matter now that is very um, present. If amidst this whole landscape of 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 um, you know big deep things that are happening at a speed that is going really fast. If there we still try to play a role, my goodness, how much energy are we losing? So I believe that stepping back into authenticity and um, relaxing into ourselves, knowing who we are and finding this strength within um, is, is the only way forward because if we stay externally focused with wanting power over people, wanting to control everything we cannot control, people are, leaders are going to be exhausted. So for me, I, I believe there's only really one way forward and that's by doing the inner work that we need to do to fully uh, have this authenticity expand. No, I agree with you. I, uh, I know there's reservation with leaders, but I think COVID-19's offered an openness and opportunity. When I think about business acumen and the knowledge and the skills and the abilities needed, I think under skills is where the self-awareness lies. And I think it's such a, an important opportunity for them to lead and it adds to their toolkit for overall business acumen. So we're very much on the same page there. I'm really 
excited and want to congratulate you on writing your book, How to Develop the Authentic Leader in You. I would love for you to share with the listeners why you chose to write this book. Was it all of your years and collaboration with leaders? And you obviously felt it was something that we needed to have in writing and to teach and share your knowledge and expertise. Uh, give us a little bit about your thought process as a thought leader and why you wanted to write this and where it's kind of taken you since you've published it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I strongly believe in authenticity um, because I think when we, when we are not living in truth with ourselves and the world around us, it is not possible to be happy. And I think um, a lot of leaders are successful, but they feel very lonely and they miss fulfillment and happiness in their lives. And what is success if without fulfillment, it's, it's very empty. So this, um, returning to authenticity and being loyal to your own values and knowing who you are, doing all this inner work, um, leads to yeah, inspirational leadership, leads to people to wanting to follow you. And the reason I, um, I wanted to write a book about it is because one, I'm very passionate about it. Two, I noticed that authenticity is often misunderstood. Um, people, you know, some, some leaders would say, well, um, I'm impulsive and that's who I am and people have to take me the way I am. That's not authenticity. That's unconsciousness. That's a whole different thing. Um, authenticity is a process that never ends of continuously striving to become a better version of who you are. And authenticity also goes hand in hand with taking responsib responsibility for the impact we have. So then also people think that authenticity is some, some, some form of esoteric things and spiritual and that's scary <laughs> so there's a lot of myths and misunderstandings around authenticity that i talk about in the book and that i wanted to clear because um if if these are alive yes then it's understandable that it sounds like a scary concept and then um the other message that was important to me is it's available to anyone who wants it because the whole process starts with awareness and awareness takes two skills and skills can be learned and those skills are the, the, the skill to focus and to observe and everybody can learn to observe and focus and when we start practicing these two, this is when the process of awareness becomes accessible and then we can go deeper.
And the other message um, that I really wanted to put out in the world is everything is already there. It is a process of integration. Um, unconsciously, we have been, we, when we are born, we are, we are energy, we are in our essence, we are in our full authenticity. And as we grow up, we are being conditioned. We are being told you're only good if you do this or you're not supposed to do something else. And through our education, through school systems, through society, we are, we are conditioned and we start to build a wall around our, our essence, about the around the core of our being to protect it against against pain or against disappointments, against rejection. So as we, as we um, move through life, um, we are not always uh, relating to other people anymore from the core of our being, but more from this wall that we have built and from the ego parts that are also in that part of the wall. So the process of integration is really um, opening these doors again that we have closed or blowing the dust away from parts that we have covered. And, um, and by doing this, um, we continuously set free more and more of, of who we are. And by doing that, we become again more of who we are. So it becomes a process where we start to feel more and more free and are okay with setting also, for instance, our boundaries. And I like to touch on, on boundaries because I think that's something that not many leaders are good at. Um, it's very important to know yourself, to know your values, to know what you stand for, what you do not stand for, what you tolerate and what you don't tolerate. And a leader's capacity to be authentic with this and to stand for this and have this clarity impacts the whole culture of a company because a culture becomes what the CEO tolerates. And often boundaries are not set because fear of rejection or fear of not being accepted or not wanting to hurt the feelings of someone. And, and this lack of um, not fully being okay with who I am and standing for it impacts the whole company culture. And, and yeah, that's why I believe this authenticity and building authentic leadership alliances at the executive level is, is critical, is extremely important because if they leave it in the executive team, it can only go down in the organization and you get much more positive and much more 
um, intended uh, company cultures rather than cultures that just happen because of what is being tolerated. I, that's a powerful, powerful thing to talk about. I, I use self-care as a foundational language of my brand and what you just touched on there about boundary management so resonates with me. And I just want to repeat what you said. The company becomes what the CEO tolerates. It completely dictates the culture or lack thereof. So what a beautiful synergy to pull those two together. And really, again, under that unconscious umbrella, if you will, of self-awareness. And I think it's such a powerful place. And I, I encourage and hope that the leaders listening to this really take some solace in those words. And uh, we're going to put the link to that book. I'm excited to get your book now that I've heard you speak about it and I've, I've, I've read a little bit about it. So now I really want to read it. So thank you for your courage and your voice in writing and publishing that book. And I have a feeling there's going to be more books to come from you, Nicole. <laughs> yes, I'm pregnant with one. <laughs> awesome. Now I know that um, Marshall Goldsmith is an influencer and a mentor for you. Uh, he is for me as well. I hope I get the privilege to connect with him one day because to me, I feel he is the the leader of executive coaching, uh, the amount of work that he's done with uh, top selling companies and their CEOs and all of his books. And I know that a special moment occurred for you in the movie that they're making called The Earned Life. And I'd love for you to share with us kind of what happened and what uh, unfolded because it's such a beautiful story. Yeah, so how, how I became the biographer. Um, it's, yeah, so... I started, I did a coaching certification. I became a stakeholder-centered coach in Marshall's methodology. Did a training here in Zurich. And I was so impressed with the training, but also with the generosity. Um, we were given access to so many documents or to, to wisdom, to information. Um, it was so abundant and I had never experienced this uh, before in this way. So I became really curious about who is Marshall and I would like to get to know him in some way. Um, he, the spirit of generosity had totally triggered me. So at the end of the, the year, I think it was uh, 2017, um, I always do a process with myself of, of setting new goals for the next year and um, um, yeah, asking myself, who do, I want, who do I want to become? What is my next growth step? And as part of this process, I defined as a goal, find proximity to Marshall Goldsmith. Um, that was it. I didn't know how. I just knew I don't want to go to a 
a mass thing and sit in an audience. I want real proximity. And then three months later in 2018, in March, I got a phone call from um, Patrick Wiesowski, the movie maker. And he said, um, we've been commissioned by Marshall to make a movie about his uh, legacy. We found you, we saw on your website that you are a stakeholder-centered coach. Would you like to be involved? And I thought, well, um, my goal was to find proximity. I never would have imagined that this would be in the form of a movie, but why not? So um, then as as we uh, exchanged and some discussions followed and at one point um, they asked me if I would want to uh, send an application to become the biographer and then I thought wow um, I probably won't have more proximity than this than being his biographer so I didn't have to think about it I, I said yes because it was so clear to me and then um, I was not allowed to have contact with Marshall till the movie. So when you will watch the movie and you see me ringing the doorbell of his uh, home in San Diego, this also in real is the first time that I met Marshall in real under rolling cameras. Um, yeah, and it was an, uh, an amazing uh, adventure to do this work with him. He is one of the most generous, inspiring persons I have met. And I feel immensely grateful for having spent so much time with him. I have learned a lot, I have grown, um, I still am. And um, yeah, one more to say. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just, I'm so happy for you. And it just really exemplifies the power of intent. And you were looking to have proximity, you've met him. And I know you're humble, so I'm going to give a shout out and kudos to you because I know that you were recognized in November of 2019 by Marshall Goldsmith for being a leading global coach. So I want to congratulate you as a fellow coach. And my Irish Nana always said that nice things happen to nice people. So I think that's a nice way to wrap that up and, and you're deserving of it all and you've worked very hard. So I want to congratulate you as a fellow coach and I'm truly happy for you. Thank you so much. So I want to end the podcast with what I call the fab four and it's just four fun questions and they're questions you don't even have to think about. It's just what's on the top of Nicole's mind. So the first one is if you could interview anybody, whether they're living or they've passed away, who would it be and why? Nelson Mandela. Um, I recently rewatched, um, 
the movie and again each time when I watch this movie I cry <laughs> and having the chance to interview him uh, with everything he's been through and the whole transformation he did how he led um, I mean wow I would love that yeah that's well, there's something else we have in common because that's who I would like to interview. And <laughs> I do like the movie as well. And I join you. I cannot watch it without crying. And he is and was the epitome of leadership. Mm -hmm. And how interesting that there's another thing we share. That's, yeah. fun. that's funny. <sighs> so if you could communicate in a perfect world, what do you think is the number one strategy or even word that you would recommend to anyone on how we should communicate if we lived in a perfect world? How we should communicate if we live in a perfect world? There's only one thing that, that I can think of that is with love. And, and authenticity. Yes, yes. With love and, yeah, I think with love, um, when we step into authenticity, we also reconnect to love. Absolutely. Mm. My third question is, what makes you curious? What makes me curious? People. <laughs> People, um, why they do what they do. Um, why do we have all these different worldviews that separate us? Um, what does it take to, to, to bring the world in one worldview that realizes that we are all connected? Um, yeah, <laughs> these kind of things. <laughs> so my last question is, if I gave you a time capsule to put something in to bury it for future people to find, what would you put in it from 2020? Hmm. What would I so what would I put in a time capsule? Someone asked you to pause back on 2020 and the year you intended it to be. And then all of a sudden we're in this global pandemic. Someone was to find this time capsule in 10 or 20 years and dig it up. What would, what would represent? Would there be an item or a letter, your book? What, what do you think you'd put inside of it that you'd want the future generation to be able to have a glimpse into 2020? I think I would put in a pause button because that's what COVID 
19 did to the whole world, it was pause. And um, I know that everybody has had different experiences depending on where we live and how we've been affected and in what situations we've been. And I also know that many people I've talked to have been so grateful for this pause that has been enforced. And if I think time will only go faster, well, the perception of time going faster, the change will only accelerate. Uh, probably this moment in time um, yeah, will, will all, it's all going to speed up. So I think for future generations to remind themselves that sometimes we need to pause and reflect and reconnect back to ourselves will probably become even more important with speed accelerating. So I would put in a pause button. I think, I think that's a great idea. Well, Nicole, I want to thank you for your time and your leadership and what you bring to the executive coaching world. It's been delightful to chat with you on uh, the Imperfect Podcast, and I wish you all the best. Thank you so much, Deb. It's been a pleasure and a delight to be here. And um, yeah. And I, I like to end my podcast with, uh, with five things. And that is that we should follow our hearts, have passion, do your best, know your truth, and be in love with the journey. This is Deb Crow. Thank you for joining me once again on Imperfect, the Heart Centered Leadership Podcast. <laughs>